Welcome in Wednesday. How is everybody? Thank you for being with us. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. His big voice guy told us right there. Hour number one presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family owned and operated, servicing the Oklahoma City metro area since 2007. You can give them a call at 405 405- 579-3113 for all your heating and air needs. Comfort you can trust from Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Parker Thune, how are we feeling on this Wednesday? A few days away from Oklahoma, Tulsa. I'm ready to make the trek to green country, Steely. Never been to a game at H.H. Chapman Stadium. Uh, have really no context for covering a college football game in such an intimate environment. This will be the smallest stadium that Oklahoma has been to in quite a while, obviously. I think the smallest stadium I've ever covered a college game in. So I'm excited. It'll be different, but I think it'll be different in a good way. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, again, Tulsa coming in 1-1. One and one. They beat Arkansas Pine Bluff 42-7 in their opener. They lost to a really good Washington team with a great offense, 43-10 in Seattle last week. Question is for TU, who's going to play quarterback? Braylon Braxton, Cardell Williams, Roman Fuller have all played. They've all been a little bit banged up. Well, Braxton and Williams anyway. So who will be ready to go and who will answer the bell for TU at quarterback coming up Saturday? 2.30 on ESPN2. Let's hear from Kevin Wilson. He was asked, do you expect a little extra juice for this game, especially from your players? You would think that's actually going to be the case. They, they know it's a great team. Uh, they know how good they, they are this year, and historically they always are. And there will be a lot of guys that know guys. We have a lot of in-state guys. They do, so there's always fun with that. Um, we talk about only six home games. We're down to five. It is a sellout crowd. So I'm sure there's going to be energy. Um, but at the same time, I talked with our staff a couple weeks ago. It's about preparing and giving our guys the best chance to win this game. It's also about developing long-term as we're starting the program and where you're trying to get to. So make sure we're doing everything we can to uh, you know, get the stops, kick it well, and score points. And by the way, make sure you're also getting the culture created as, you, as you're still building. There you go, Kevin Wilson talking about the matchup with Oklahoma coming up Saturday again, 2.30 on ESPN2. Let's hear from Brent Venables. Uh, from his presser the other day, talking about heading to uh, Tulsa to play the Golden Hurricane. Here is Brent playing in Tulsa. What's it going to be like uh, for your squad, Brent? It's certainly a great opportunity for us to play. We're going to play on the road. At least we're playing in state, so we have a lot of people that love the Sooners have an opportunity to to watch us play. Um, I like the familiarity uh, that the players will have with one another. You know, again, half their team is from. Uh, the state of Oklahoma or the Dallas Metroplex, and uh, I think it's great for them and their program. Uh, we want to see everybody in state, you know, have some level of success. Uh, so it gives us both an opportunity to uh, people to, you know, pitch their their flag, if you will, and uh, show their loyalty. So it's good for the pageantry of college football, you know, playing uh, each other in state and as they build their program and we're uh, building ours, I think uh, we all win, you know, through it all. There you go. That's our Ortho Central clip of the day right there. Ortho Central Clinics in Norman, Midwest City for a long, long time. Now that new Tri-City location serving the folks over there at Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries, and they do a great job there at Ortho Central. So, Parker, what do you like about the Sooners so far through two games, and what are you looking to see get better for Oklahoma in this matchup Saturday? Well, again, Steely, 
Tulsa, in my mind, is closer to Arkansas State than they are to SMU. So what can we reasonably see from Oklahoma on Saturday that's going to leave us feeling better about this football team heading into conference play than we already felt slash knew after SMU? What I'm not sure this game this weekend will be particularly revealing. What we do know is that Justin Harrington in all likelihood is not going to play. DeSamacola is questionable. What that necessarily means is that you're going to see a lot more of Peyton Bowen. So if there's one thing I'm watching slash scrutinizing more so than anything else this weekend, it's what does Peyton Bowen do in what will assuredly be an even farther expanded role from the 49 snaps that he saw a week ago? He's a playmaker, man. He's around the football. Good things happen. Again, I, I just like this kid. We we knew he's a five-star. You always think, well, he's a five-star. Oklahoma's getting something special here. But what we've seen so far has been very special. In fact, let's pull up uh, this Ted Roof clip. Uh, Ted Roof uh, was asked at the press the other day what they've learned so far about Peyton Bowen through a couple games, and here is Ted Roof's answer. We've learned that football really makes sense to him. Uh, he's very instinctive. Uh, he's got a lot of a lot of pride uh, in his performance, and you know the mo- the moment's not too big for him. Just put me in, coach. Tell me what to do, and I'll do it. You know he's that he's that guy, and uh, yeah, I know he's got a high ceiling and a, and a really bright future. There you go, no doubt about it. And the thing about Peyton Bowen, we knew he had incredible athletic ability. We saw your videos, you know, from Denton Geyer last year where he's intercepting the ball and taking it back to the house. We saw him on punt and kick returns, taking it back to the house. You knew this kid had incredible athletic ability. But what we've also learned, again, as Ted Roof just said, that he also has a tremendous football IQ for a kid this early in his career playing at a powerhouse program like Oklahoma. He wasn't supposed to rush on that punt last week, right, against SMU, but he saw something in the coverage where he felt like he could get to the football and block the punt, and guess what? He did. So uh, they've also talked about Jackson Arnold's football IQ. Again, you expect that from five stars. You don't always get it. You hope to get it, but you don't always get it. But it looks like with Peyton Bowen you have it. looks like with Jackson Arnold you have it. P.J. Adebare, uh, we'll see. I know they like him so far. But uh, Peyton Bowen's got a chance to be a All-American player at the University of Oklahoma. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, running game, though. Running game, again, Tommy Walker, uh, Marcus Major. You know, people were surprised when the depth chart came out that those two were going to share, you know, the starting responsibilities. Tommy Walker's been a good, tough runner. They talked about he earned it. They talked about, man, in practice, he's difficult to bring down. He's a load. We've seen that so far. Uh, Marcus Major had a great late, late touchdown uh, last week when the Sooner offense finally get you know, got ungeared, got in gear, rather. And uh, I thought they were a little bit conservative. But the offensive line, Savion Bird had a rough day. Um, you know, the offensive line's got to be better, more dominant. Sometimes Bill Biedenboe's O-lines take a while to gel and come around, but they almost always do. But we haven't seen – we've seen – I don't know. How would you classify the Oklahoma running game? Good, not great. Not super explosive, but, you know, it's not like they're not doing anything in the run Has game. the word conservative been overused already this week? Because that's about – that's probably the best word I could use to describe the rushing attack right now. It's been conservative. Been very flavorless. Tawi Walker, 
I think the reason why he's been leaned on so heavily these first couple weeks is, for the most part, Oklahoma's just trying to get downhill. You know, they're not trying to spice up the running game and toss in a ton of nuance. On the one hand, because you don't want to, like we talked about yesterday, don't want to show too much on film, don't want to tip your whole hand before conference play rolls around. But also, you know, if if the outcomes of these games are never seriously going to be in doubt, and even the SMU game, which was a one-possession game at one point in the fourth quarter, the Sooners never really felt like they weren't in control of that football game. So when you're pretty confident that the outcome of the game is going to be the same regardless of how intricate you get with your design and scheming on the rushing attack, then I I almost expect a guy like Tawi Walker to get the bulk of the work because as we've seen from Tawi Walker, what what is he? He is the type of guy that's just going to come straight downhill at you and not going to try to bounce it outside if he can avoid it. Nope, it's just going to be smash-mouth football as long as that guy's in the game. And that's what Oklahoma's rushing attack has been through two weeks. It's been a lot of smash-mouth football. Not a lot of spice. But that's okay. Yeah, we'll see, uh, you know, what happens with Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk in this game against Tulsa coming up Saturday. I thought Javante Barnes, meeting with the media yesterday, you know, he wasn't uh, unhappy, said that he gave it up to Tawi Walker and he gave it up to Marcus Major for what they've done so far in practices leading up to the season and what they've done so far through two games. But uh, he said he's waiting for his opportunity. We'll see how many he gets this week. I do think clearly those guys give them potentially more explosive plays in the run game. Now, again, I'm not dogging uh, either one of those guys. They've been pretty good, both running back so far. They've run tough. Again, the O-line has been, you know, know, particularly – uh, the guard play, Savion Bird, was very good against SMU. We'll see what happens there. But I still think, you know, once you unleash those guys, you're going to see some more explosive plays in the run game. All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. If OU doesn't get that sideline penalty, does SMU score in the game? Good yeah, question. Yeah, they do. A field I mean, goal, maybe. Yeah, reg- and maybe. regardless of that sideline penalty, they're still in position to – I mean, I, I believe that – play on which the sideline penalty was issued to Brent Venables I believe that play itself got SMU into the red zone so yeah I think they would have scored Uh, might it have been a field goal instead of a touchdown sure but yeah the one thing you can say about SMU's lone scoring drive on Saturday is that it was heavily aided by a couple of questionable penalties 45 yards in penalties on that drive yeah particularly the pass interference call on Peyton Bowen in the end zone. Yeah, and I still think SMU's pretty uh, pretty good offensively. We'll see how the season plays out. But I think they have, uh, again, a good quarterback in stone. They've got a couple good running backs, good wide out, good scheme. Red Lashley is a creative play caller. So to hold that team to 11 points, I thought was excellent defense by Oklahoma. Too many penalties, but again, for the most part, really good defense by Oklahoma. All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I want you guys to give me your report card for the Sooners, the good, the bad, the ugly, your report card for the Sooners through two games. We'll get to as many texts as we can. Uh, no guests today, so it's all your text and a little audio mixed in, talking mainly Sooner football as we're underway here on a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network.
Back with you, Wednesday edition, Steelman and Thune, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Tell you about Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games, newly renovated gaming floor and casino. Looks incredible. Best games, best bars and dining, best promotions. They've got a great promotion happening right now, the 50K Harvest Winnings promotion. Make sure and play with your wild card, get the extra entries on this great promotion, particularly on Mondays and Tuesdays, but you also get the extra entries on the other days as well, just not quite as many. And then get out there Saturday evenings when they drew those drawings for the uh, you know the early rounds and again for the grand prize winners get out there and claim your share of $50,000 in cash and bonus play. We have a big time show happening at the Showplace Theater this Friday. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Chicago will be on the Showplace Theater stage. We just had REO Speedwagon last Friday. Man, you talk about right in my wheelhouse, those two bands. Chicago, favorite song, Chicago. Great great group. I mean, the brass section is uh, just sets them apart. They're so good. Uh, let's go call on me one. Let's go wishing you were here with the Beach Boys doing harmonies, number two. And let's go with beginnings, number three. Saturday in the park, probably number four. But Chicago on the Showplace Theater stage coming up this Friday. And don't forget, they also have a Beats and Bites show scheduled for October. The Gin Blossoms and Tonic will be on the Beats and Bites stage. The Coupe Ale Works Beats and Bites stage October 22nd, you can get your tickets for all these great shows at Riverwind.com or the casino box office. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. 405-651-3439, Kennepemeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's get right there. Guys, I echo your thoughts on defense, says the listener in the 405. I'm very excited. I'm sure they need to get better, but through two games, I give them an A+. Whoa. That seems... Somewhat self-contradictory there. They need to get better, but you'll give them an A+. Plus. Uh, is that even possible? Is maybe it possible talk, to have your cake and eat it, too? Maybe talking about, you know, better competitions coming down the road. Okay, so, so sure. far, yeah. A+, plus, but you're going to have to be, at, you know, at a higher level when you go to the Cotton Bowl. And, you know, Cincinnati's better than we thought they would be. I'm still not sure how good they are, but so far, so good. That young quarterback looks pretty good, so... 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the 580, you could tell that teams dreaded playing us back in the early to mid-2000s. It would be nice to have that feeling again. I think people don't have the fear of Oklahoma that they used to have. Um, not right now, they don't. Um, but, you know, Brent's trying to rebuild that. And people were uh, talking about, man, Texas looks really good. And Texas with that win in Tuscaloosa was uh, very impressive, man. you got to give them their props. We'll see if they can sustain that. Texas, you know, when they've won other big games, you know, they've kind of fallen off later in the season. Maybe this year that doesn't happen. But keep in mind, the Sooners, Brent is a year behind Sark in putting – his culture, establishing his culture and the way he wants to play. He's a year behind Texas. But Oklahoma, bottom line, uh, they're recruiting very well, particularly when you consider six and seven, the number four class high school-wise last year, number seven right now nationally, could get higher, could get better. But it's it's at least going to be a top seven or eight class when it's all said or done, and that's impressive. So we'll see. From another 405 listener here, BV said in the coaches show that SMU's 11 points is their lowest point scored in 76 games. I'd say the defense is going in the right direction finally. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the defense looks good. They've only missed seven tackles. Danny Stutzman's playing out of his mind. Danny Stutzman's also clearly the leader of that defense, the vocal leader, getting guys in the right spot. How many times did we see a year ago kind of a scramble drill, you know, right before the ball snapped? You're not seeing hardly any of that this year at all. And I think a big reason for that is that Danny Stutzman is the guy now on this defense. He's the leader. And you said it right there, Steely. They're not missing tackles. You can take any Oklahoma defense of the past decade and put them up against 2023 Arkansas State and 2023 SMU, and they're missing more than seven tackles. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The fact that we are seeing far less missed tackles, albeit through two games, is a wildly encouraging trend. Because right. missed tackles have killed this team. Yeah, the they have. Yeah, they have bouncing off guys, and you're like, man, wrap them up. But uh, so far, it's been pretty impressive in that oh, department. Oh, right on cue, Todd Bates' nemesis is dooming. Lebby's route tree is JV level. Emmett Jones needs to say something about that. There you go. Todd Bates' nemesis coming in strong. I right, look. Is I he now Jeff Levy's nemesis? He hasn't said a word about Todd Bates since David Stone's. He's going to be somebody's nemesis. You That's know that. That's pretty true. All right. Scary Gary asked this uh, yesterday, and I, I don't think we got to it. Did you all feel the massive earthquake during the game? Did you feel it? Uh, it was a joke. It's a joke. I oh, don't think it? there was actually an earthquake. What? He sent a photo along with it. What is the joke? It's not a visual. Medium. Yeah, here's, here's, here's the Gary. thing, Scary Gary. It's jokes, not... jokes that require photos, <laughs> jokes that require a visual don't really work on the radio. I'm thinking, man, I didn't feel anything. From the 903, defense is looking good, unlike Lebby's beard. Wow. It's the second straight day we've gotten a text from that listener. Wait, third straight day we've gotten a uh, text from that listener about Jeff Lebby's beard. Honolulu Sooner, here we go. Back on the back on the positive vibes. Honolulu Sooner says eight quarters and only one touchdown. Amazing. If Stutzman is one hundred percent a weapon that the Big Twelve teams target to take out, who in the OU defense can exploit that and capitalize to take the defense to an even more dominant performance, or does Stutzman just shuck them and continue to shine? I don't know. What do you think there, Dad? You know, uh, one thing we. Well, I don't think we've forgotten about it. But, man, it looked like Danny Stutzman might be booted from that game, right? Imagine. Oh, man, that's right. I mean, he was nearly out of there, it looked like. Now, now I think it, they made the right it call. Was, yeah, it was pretty it, clear on replay was that close. that wasn't targeting, but we've seen some pretty ticky-tack targeting calls in the past to the point where I, I don't feel like anybody in that stadium watching the replay felt 100% confident that Stutzman wasn't going to get ejected. Yeah, you never know if the official's going to what the what the call is going to be. And I think on replay again, I don't think it was targeting. You know, is you know, I, I could see why they went to the replay and everything. But man, you don't want to lose that guy. I, I'm not saying the defense would completely fall apart, but you know what? That guy has been the glue so far, no doubt about it. Steve Stutzman chimed in. First two games overall B says Steve. Wait a minute. Is that the real Steve Stutzman? That's the real Steve really? Stutzman. Yeah. There we go. All right. Appreciate you listening, very Steve. Very nice. Great well, to have you along. He's got to be very uh, proud so far because Danny's been a monster. Absolute monster. From the 405, Parker, how come you don't think Sawchuck is seeing the field much? Well, it's just it's because he's been banged up and they've been trying to ease him in and they haven't really needed him to this point. It's that simple. Do so. you buy that they're also uh, saving some tread on the tires of both of those guys? Oh, 1,000%. 
if Gavin Sawchuk only sees four or five carries against Texas, then maybe we have a conversation on our hands. Heck, if he only sees four or five carries against Cincinnati, then maybe we have a conversation on our hands. Until then, nothing to bat an eye about. It's almost as if people are saying, you know what, I kind of buy this. Tommy Walker's done a nice job. He's a tough kid. You know, props to him. What a journey for him, you know? And Marcus Major, okay, yeah, looks pretty good. But it feels like a lot of the Sooner fan base is still thinking, all right, something's going on with Barnes and Stutzman. I know they were banged up. You know, Barnes coming off a foot injury. Uh, saw Chuck missed, uh, you know, portion of training camp. But I feel, still think a lot of the Sooner fans out there just feel like, okay, all right, let's see when, when conference play begins what that carry breakdown is going to look like. You think it's going to change much? I think it will. I think it'll evolve. I don't think Tawi Walker is going to be completely erased from the game plan. I don't think based on be. his performance to this point. From a four hundred five listener here in Oklahoma City, worst thing Stutzman has done this year is wear a dumb looking helmet. You think the helmet's dumb looking? I kind of like it. I, I I think it's cool. I don't like the helmet personally, but you know what? If it's all about protecting, uh, you know, players from CTE, and that's the route they want to go. I noticed he didn't go with the uh, the face shield. He just went with the face mask, and that was it. Jaron Canick had been going. And did Danny have the uh, the face mask on in game one against Arkansas State? I'm I trying don't to remember, remember, but but. I don't know. It looks maybe it just looks a little bit strange to me. But what doesn't look strange is him being really great in the first couple games, well, particularly Saturday. As hard as Danny hits, and as much as Danny hits, I'm okay with him doing whatever he feels like he needs to do to protect that noggin. The helmet is fine. The face mask is garbage. Says Slim Brady. It's a different look for sure. It looks very futuristic to me. Is it the same helmet that Gabriel was wearing for a while? I seem to recall Gabriel wore a helmet like that in the spring. I don't think yeah. he's worn it in games. I don't think he has either, but it's different looking, that's for sure. But you know what? Keeps making plays like that. Nobody's going to care. He could wear an old leather helmet and people wouldn't care. Burley Boomer says 101 to 11 points four over points allowed earns an A minus from me. Don't care who you're playing. That's a great split. And SMU had a highly ranked offense. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that, uh, again, I'm not saying they're uh, Joe Burrow LSU or 2008 Oklahoma or some, you know, unbelievable historic offense that they played last week. But I do think SMU has some talent. That kid, Stone, was highly recruited. He can throw the ball. He's got he's got the throws. He's mobile. Those two backs were both highly recruited, and uh, they're pretty good players. And we know about Jordan Hudson and that receiving core. I think SMU, again, to hold them to 11 points is really, really good. The only thing I didn't like, again, too many penalties. Other than that, I thought it was an outstanding defensive effort from OU. All right, break time. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, 405-651-3439. Thirty-nine on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line Sooners Tulsa two thirty Saturday Chapman Stadium, ESPN two for the broadcast. We'll tell you about our pregame show. If you don't know about it already, we're going to fill you in. We're also going to hear from uh, Todd Bowles and uh, Bob Stoops on Baker's big win last week. That's coming up. We are back. Mike Steele, Parker Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network on your Wednesday. We have pregame activities happening in Tulsa, of course, coming up this weekend. Going to have a good time beginning at 1030 in the morning and uh, taking you 
again uh, on a post game ride for a couple of hours as well. Who took my uh, Who took my uh, pre and post game stuff? Oh no! I know they took it. Somebody misplaced they the old man. Took things. it right out of here. Right out of here. All right, that's all right. Uh, by the way, how about Baker Mayfield again uh, on Sunday? First half, you know, um, they were uh, not protecting him very well and uh, didn't look that good. Second half got a lot better, got a ton better. Baker ran for a tough first down, putting life and limb in uh, jeopardy. But then the pass to uh, Godwin, great catch by Chris Godwin, uh, and they run out the clock and they get the job done as they beat the Minnesota Vikings on the road 2017 last week. They have the Chicago Bears coming up. Uh, at noon on Fox this weekend. And, hey, after that, game three, you've got a Monday night football matchup in Tampa. It'll be Baker against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in week three. That'll be cool. But uh, Todd Bowles at his press conference today, Tampa Bay's head coach, says he was not surprised by the grittiness of Baker Mayfield. Sure, he wouldn't say it was seamless, but it doesn't surprise me because he's a competitor. He's, he's a football player. He just wants to win, and he'll do whatever he can for the team and whatever he can to win. He was fired up yesterday. He was excited to play, and he played a heck of a ball game. Second half, he was really good. Looked like the old Baker Mayfield in that second half. Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday. He's always on the rush again on Tuesdays. Uh, very happy to see Baker get his first win as a Buck. I'm so happy. Uh, just love that. What a tough guy, man. My man, he's he's as tough as they come. He'll put it all on the line anytime, all the time, and uh yeah, I, not surprising to me, and uh, loved it for him, happy for him. And, again, I, I just really believe uh, the guy's going to have great success. So he just got to keep getting in the right systems with the right teams and with the right players around him and keep moving forward, and I, I really believe he will. There you go. Now, Steely, I don't know if you saw this in the news or on your social media feed the other day, but there is a media outlet in Nashville – that has advertised a position for a Taylor Swift beat. Really? Okay. They, they're, yeah. they're wanting to hire a reporter solely to cover Taylor Swift. That is the only responsibility of that reporter on that beat. The Taylor Swift beat is apparently a thing now. I feel as though if there were a Baker Mayfield beat and a media outlet wanting to hire for that position... I would certainly nominate you as the leading candidate. Really? You do a fantastic job covering Baker Mayfield. Well, we get as much Baker audio as we can, but I would nominate my wife, Shay, to cover that beat. Now, she doesn't have a journalism background, but she she knows all things Baker, so that's who I would put on the beats if we had that. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Frat Bro Mark says, Steel Man. Can you explain to these young, soft whippersnappers that our generation didn't know what it was like to lose growing up with Switzer? I know it's a different era, but I kind of feel like maybe Venables has this in him. Both can recruit. It was difficult, man. When you were growing up, uh, you were devastated as a kid with an OU football loss. They were so few and far between, right? You just thought, I mean, it, like you, you were just in la-la land. Like, what? O- Oklahoma lost a game. They won, of course, during the Bud era, 47th Street. I think Switzer, it was 28th, I believe. 
But, yeah, it's it's a totally different situation. Look, college football has changed. Unlimited scholarships back then help. I mean, you had guys like Dexter Bussey who went on into the NFL to play. Uh, you know, running back, I remember him with the Lions. Mike Thomas with the Redskins. These were guys who were down on the depth chart at Oklahoma because of unlimited scholarships. And Switzer is also just recruiting guys that he didn't want to go somewhere else. But that shows you the level of talent they had at OU back in the day. But Brent is recruiting at a very high level, Mark, and that's that's a good sign, particularly off six and seven. If they go out and get, you know, 11 wins this year, whether it's regular season or including a bowl game, you know, that's just stacking those wins. They're already stacking good recruiting classes, so that's only going to help, obviously. From the 405, if you said after two games the defense is giving up an average of 5.5 points a game, nobody would believe you, and 100% of rational fans would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement, man. I'm in agreement. I thought that uh, I said in pregame and on the show last week, for me, anything under 17 would be an A-plus effort for OU defensively, and they far surpassed that, so yes. In response to Frat Bromark, Scary Gary says, Tell Grandpa we're trying to rebuild the palace. Shouldn't he be getting ready for bed here soon? Uh-oh. That's my, that's my fraternity brother. Don't come after him, Frat Bro Mark. But, he, yeah, he's a grandpa age, too. You're right. Douglas Miles, checking in, says, Fans forget how we have raved about the defense during the non-con. 2017 at Ohio State, 18 versus Lane Kiffin and FAU, 18 and 19 against Chip Kelly and UCLA, 2022 at Nebraska. Until a Big 12 team puts up a big number and the rest of the season is a struggle. Conference play will display the true level of improvement. Very level-headed, excellent text, Mm, as usual, from Doug. Well, Doug's a very level-headed guy, and you're right. All we can judge on is these first two games. But remember, after Lincoln last year, Lincoln, Nebraska, there were a lot of people saying, man, OU's not missing a beat. In fact, they look even better. And then things cratered on Oklahoma the rest of the year. So I'm with you, Doug. But I do think the one stat that stands out to me is only the seven missed tackles and the fact that they have a lot more depth. Look, there are going to be some teams that move the football and score points on Oklahoma, I have no doubt. But hopefully, if you're a Sooner fan, you don't have the bust, you don't have as many of those, you're going to have some. You don't have uh, the major issues you had last year with them just trying to get lined up. I think you've got better tacklers on this team, and I think you have more difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. K-Dub in the 918 with some negativity here. The O looks unrecognizable like BV and Lebby aren't vibing. Levy thought he'd have full control of the O, and BV wants more ball control, so Levy's not putting OU in the best position to win. Hope that changes, or it's going to be a long year. The offense has been uh, very interesting so far. Now, 73 on the board again against Arkansas State. You expect to hang, hell, I have 100 on uh, Arkansas State, and they nearly did by halftime, but... Last week uh, was a head-scratcher, definitely. But when they needed to get it in gear and make those plays, when they were threatened and SMU got within three, they dominated the rest of the game. Well, and it it begs the question, could Oklahoma have scored more than 28 if they wanted to? My answer to to that question is yes. I think if Jeff Lebby was really in his bag for all 60 minutes against SMU and he was trying to pour it on and really showcase all that that playbook has to offer. Yes, I'm fully confident Oklahoma could have run away with that game. 
but I think there are reasons why it behooves you to hold a little bit back. And I think it was evident that the Sooners were trying to do that. Now, it doesn't make it not a head-scratcher, because it is in the eyes of many fans. They're expecting Oklahoma to put up more than 28 points on any given Saturday. But by the same token, if your defense is improved here in 2023, by any measure, and we expect it to be, you have an improved defensive effort from Brent Venable's crew. 28 points ought to be enough to win you a football game. And it was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was more than enough. Won't be against uh, probably a Texas or some of the better teams they'll play down the line. I mean, maybe it will be. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think Doug had a, a good, solid tweet there saying, you know, he's taking the wait-and-see approach. But there's a lot, you know, that you can just see that looks different than a year ago. And the, and the tackling is one thing. And, again, as and Teddy talked about this, we played it in promo time and time again, and that's one thing I remember from a year ago. You know, looking to the sideline, what? What's look at you? What? And then everybody's scrambling around, and then oh, you get torched on a play. So, I would say though, right now, by the way, we talk about the blame game. There's always somebody atop the blame game rankings. Last year, mainly it was shared between Ted Roof and the three man fronts. They they were the early leaders, right? <laughs> Everybody was talking about Ted Roof. What's a three man front? That's ridiculous. And that's how the group got together. Ted Roof and the three man front. This year it is uh, it's Jeff Levy who's getting the blame. What? Todd Bates' nemesis just said, "Levy is an idiot." I just Love got something t- interesting too from an OSU buddy of mine. I hear Art Bryles is riding in the schooner this week. Now oh, that's that's not going to happen. I don't think so. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. We're we're officially renaming Todd Bates' nemesis. Henceforth, you shall be known as Jeff Levy's nemesis. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right, and if Okoye goes to Texas or something, he can go back to Todd Bates' nemesis. Well, Okoye's a Chavis guy. so. Well, that's true. That's true. All right, this is for the offense. Yes, Buffalo Springfield, you nailed it on the offense so far. All right, let's take a quick break. Coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, once again, uh, pregame for Oklahoma Tulsa, 1030. You'll get an hour of Toby and Teddy from the booth at Chapman Stadium. Then 1130 to 130, it'll be Tyler and Travis from Chicken and the Wolf. I'll be right here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios on Saturday and then post-game two hours after the game, Tyler and Travis from Chicken and the Wolf as well. So join us beginning at 1030 in the morning Saturday for the Windy Chevrolet pregame show where you get hometown experience. Visit them in Purcell, WindyChevroletPurcell.com. WindyChevyPurcell.com, actually. I always say when you write copy and you're in Oklahoma, you don't have to include Oklahoma. You don't have to say Purcell, Oklahoma. It's pretty much understood that it's in Oklahoma, but that's just me. All right, 405-651-3439. Like, come see us in more Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? I suppose so, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's just, you know. It's not like you think, hey, is it more Oklahoma or more West Virginia or what more are you talking about? Just saying. I'm a stickler. 405, so maybe I'm just a stick in the mud is what I am. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Scary Gary says, listen, y'all aren't giving ACC SMU enough credit. That's a power five-bound football team we held to 11. 
I was happy giving up 13 touchdown and two field goals, and they did even better. So I'm happy with the defense. I just said they had a really good offense. I said they had a good quarterback, good receivers, good skilled players. Their offensive line was just as big as OU's. So, yeah, I think that uh, that was a fine defensive effort from Oklahoma, no doubt. From the 479, that's Arkansas. This listener says, I believe the idea behind the offense is to do their part to not wear out our own defense and still get the job done. After all, the point is to score enough to win, not to try to cover some bookie's line. True. But you know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover, right? I I don't think this is a great Oklahoma team, but they've been pretty good so far. Maybe they'll develop into a great team. Uh, I'm going to quote you out of context. I'm going to tweet that. I don't think this is a great Oklahoma team, Mike Steely. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You've instigated (laughs) enough, my man. Stop it. Uh, From the 405, a listener here in the OKC area. Is Chapman Stadium what used to be Skelly Stadium? I'm out of the loop on that. It's actually Skelly Field at H.A. Chapman mm-hmm. Stadium. Yeah. So much like you have Owen Field at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, Tulsa's answer to that is Skelly Field at H.A. Chapman Stadium. So are you going up uh, Friday night? I'll be going up Friday morning. Friday morning? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Of course. We're going to have the uh, Tulsa shows on Friday. So... Um, you will be able to go party with T.J. Eckert and uh, Caden and Eric Bailey. and Yeah, all we're all going connection. to the Bob Dylan Museum together. No, you're not. Are you? That would be awesome if you were. You had me excited I'm, there I'm for a minute. To, I'm going to try to organize it now. There you go. It's a great spur-of-the-moment idea I just had. Hopefully they're as big on Bob Dylan as I am. I mean, greatest uh, one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Unique voice. Not the best voice, but it works. So, yes. From a listener in the 918, SMU has 15 four-stars on their roster. Winning vanilla is pretty dang good. I mean, that's true. That's I, From a talent perspective, that's pretty comparable to what Kansas State has had year in and year out in the past. And I don't know if there's a program in the Big 12 that has given Oklahoma more headaches over the last decade than Kansas there State. There isn't. There isn't, period, yes. Uh, I don't know. Do they win the uh, American Athletic Conference? Memphis is off to a good start. Uh, Tulane lost to Ole Miss. Michael Pratt didn't play. Uh, Texas San Antonio, I guess, is okay. I, um, Memphis is usually, uh, you know, one of the teams in contention. But, yeah, they got a, they got a good shot to win that league, no doubt. Sooner Soldier says DG needs to quit panicking and do his reads and find Stogner because he has been open for both games, and that's why he hasn't been involved. Quick fix, start Jackson Arnold. Boomer. There we go. Yeah, I did hear the uh, broadcast crew last week talking about that Stogner was wide open on one one uh, one, pla- one pass uh, where Dylan didn't see him. And was it, it the play where he went to Gavin Freeman? I think that's right, but I'm not positive. I, yeah, so I'm standing there in the back of the end zone with my camera lens, and I see Stogner streaking wide open there, and... I, I I don't fault Gabriel for going to Freeman on that play though because Freeman was wide open too and so when you're trying to when you're thinking about yardage after the catch when you're thinking about the yardage ceiling for a play like that if you will 
then if you got two guys that are equally wide open, you're probably going to want to put it in the hands of the guy who can make a little bit more happen after the catch, right? So I, I don't fault Dylan Gabriel for going to Gavin Freeman on that play. But people were, and also people were asking about Jacquez Padaway because he was the leading receiver in Week One in OU's win over Arkansas State. Well, what happened? He didn't get hardly any snap. Well, Drake Stoops was back. Drake Drake Stoops got injured in Game One and. Petaway came in, looked really good. I like the kid a lot. Uh, he's going to be a good player for Oklahoma. Maybe we'll see him get a few more snaps coming up this weekend. I was more uh, surprised about the lack of snaps for Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson. Yeah, I was somewhat baffled by that, too. Just because those two are, if not the most athletic guys you have in the wide receiver room, they're in the upper echelon in that regard. A Tennessee listener hit the text line to say, seeing this year's defense tackling while remembering all the many whiffs over the past decade gives this defense at worst a B plus. The uh, Alex Grinch school of the mule shoe tackling was not a uh, well-regarded school. The Venable school of tackling is, you know, Ivy league level. So I don't know if, can the Sooners stay at this level all year. We'll see, but it's, it's definitely much improved over a year ago. And certainly over the previous defenses where there was a lot of, uh, you know, just not solid tackling. And, again, they missed seven on the year through two games. That number's pretty darn good right there. All right. Uh, I want to thank our first-hour sponsor, the one and only Lasher Home Comfort Systems. As I've said many times, Tim Lasher, great Sooner, super reliable when you needed him back in the day. For Barry Switzer and his company, just as reliable. You need work done on your heating and air and your home or business. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. All right, next hour, a lot of text, a lot more Sooner Audio, previewing OU Tulsa this Saturday. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans. We're talking all right. We're talking another 60 Minutes. All right, good to have you with us. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, hour number two, brought to you by Oklahoma Generator. They are uh, a great company with a great reputation. Oklahoma's highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer, currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. You can find them at okgen.com, or you can call them at 405-321-6631. Great customer service as well. Thanks again to Oklahoma Generator sponsoring our second hour right here on The Ref. By the way, for the uh, pre- and post-game from uh, Chicken and the Wolf at 3136 East 11th on Saturday. And again, we will be out there 1130 to 130 at Chicken and the Wolf with uh, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. And then... uh, after the game as well. We are going to have ref swag there. We'll have some t-shirts, some hats. We'll have some koozies, I'm sure. We'll have a lot of ref swag out there for you. If you are a part of the ref army, but you don't have your uniform yet, you can come get yours. Uh, we've got a lot of ref swag that's going to be making the trip to Tulsa as well for our pregame and postgame show. Okay. Uh, Kevin Wilson, Fantastic job as the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Now the head coach at Tulsa. He was at Ohio State for a while. 
was the head coach at Indiana, came to OU from Northwestern, and that uh, 2008 offense will always be one of the best and most exciting in uh, Sooner football history, even though they, man, they could have used DeMarco Murray in the Florida matchup. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But they missed it by that much. Still, uh, Kevin Wilson of the Golden Hurricane, a 27-and-a-half point underdog to the Sooners this weekend. Kick time, 2.30 Saturday, ESPN2 with the telecast. Kevin Wilson said he wants his players to play with some confidence and embrace this matchup with it's Oklahoma. It's not about the game. It's, 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 it's just play the first play as hard as you can. Do your first job. And then we'll, like the Bible verse, you know, today has enough problems. Let's just play the first play. That play has enough problems. Then we'll, don't worry about the game. Let's play that segmented down in the small segments. Um, at the same time, too, though, you want to play in those arenas and play against those guys and test yourself as an athlete. So let's don't make the bank game so big we don't enjoy the opportunity. When you live in this state and you like golf like I do, when you have the opportunity to go to Southern Hills, don't pucker up about it. Have fun because you're not going to do that. I don't do that every day. Or when you go to Oak Tree and you got to play one, two, and three and you start eight over, I don't get to do that a lot. So when I do, you know, have some fun doing it. Like don't, it, you know, it is awesome. It's, but don't make it bigger than it is. It's still, you know, I made a comment last night at the radio show. They always put on our media deal, like our number of students and their number of students. Well, they'll have 11 students playing football on the field, and we'll have 11 students playing football on the field. And it'll be our 11 against their 11. And so, to me, like, like let's enjoy that. Like, you know, how many times do you get a chance to play this game? How many times are we going to play in the arena that's going to be this exciting this weekend? Did Kevin Wilson have something, you have something stuck in his throat, or does he just always sound like that? Uh, I, I, maybe there's an allergy issue. A little bit. A little bit, maybe. But I like a good golf analogy, and that was a good, solid golf analogy. You know, if you're going to go play... Southern Hills or Oak Tree, and you're, and you know, if you're, maybe you're not the best golfer. You just enjoy the experience and give it your best shot, right? That's how, that how that's how he's approaching this game, and we'll see. Again, eight over through three, man. At that point, I'm just rage quitting. You start eight over through three, there's really no coming back. From oh, that. I've Mentally. started eight over through three a few times, particularly later in my golfing career. Rage quit. Do you uh, do you break the club over your knee and quit? Is I that, have never broken a club you over. Throw my knee. a club. Golf clubs and, are expensive. They, Steely. Yeah, like, you, you better have uh, you better have some extra cash if you got like a set of Titleist irons or a, a good driver is going to set you back six hundred bucks now. So you better be very. Uh, you better have a trust fund or have a uh, very healthy bank account if you're going to be breaking clubs. Hey, Doc up in Oregon says, thank you all for helping me get through NASA proposal writing with quality OU football discussion. Well, Doc, definitely sounds like you're doing much more important work than the two of us, but glad we could entertain you. Doc, how about that? NASA proposal writing. That's something that will never be a part of my life. Three words that go together for me, NASA proposal writing will not happen. But for you, that's impressive. wonder what the proposal is. What if he's going to go... Search for aliens out beyond. Apparently, we have alien skeletons now. Did you see that? What? Do we? It's very obviously fabricated. But today, there are videos circulating on Twitter of the Mexican government apparently showing off alien skeletons. They look exactly like E.T., Steely. They look exactly like E.T. Hmm. And they look like they're made out of Play-Doh or something. Very cheap facsimile of what an alien skeleton probably looks like in the cartoon universe. The aliens are out there, though. They're out there somewhere. They are out there. 
Jesse G says, I need Steely to finish this quote in character. Kevin Wilson is a... (laughs) I heard you on the Plank Show this morning. So he's referencing... This was right after I was working for another radio station, fine group of individuals, but this was uh, for the BYU opener at Jerry World. And I remember... In the pregame show, we played a soundbite from Kevin Wilson, who said this offensive line has a chance to be really great. Um, You know, I think the offensive line is going to be tremendous. And Sam Bradford went down, you know, in that game. The Sooners lost to BYU. So on the postgame show, during a commercial break in our postgame show, I, I go to the bathroom. I'm coming back to get back on the air. And a dude stops me, clearly intoxicated. Oh, boy. And kind of pins me up against the wall. I was walking through a corridor. Steely! Hey! Bale from Bartlesville, by the way. <laughs> and just Budweiser breath, right? My, you know, he's got his hand up against the wall, kind of pin. I want you to do me a favor, man, all right? Next time you see Kevin Wilson, I want you to tell him that Bill from Bartlesville said he's a lying liar on that offensive line. So as I next next time I see him, I will definitely not tell him that. But thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's where the line came from. Called Kevin Wilson a lying liar back in the day. Jim in Arlington says, if you rage quit early playing golf, you probably don't have a nice set of clubs. You probably rented some mix and match from the clubhouse snack bar. Yeah, that's probably accurate, Jim. I would say that's probably accurate. From a listener in the 405. Parker starts eight over through three, and he's shotgunning Somali Pops. <laughs> Have you tried Somali Pops uh, mixed with any other kind of beverages? No, I can't say that I have, Steely. You can you can be the first. You had a pina colada, right, over in Hawaii, right? Did no, you have... I did not. I did not have a pina colada. What What is your problem? I look, look, I'm not, advocating, I'm not advocating for you to go out and buy a bottle of Jack, Dan- Jack Daniels and start shotgunning it, but we've got to get you off this Shirley Temple mentality. Now, I know your it's dad's It's not a Shirley listening. Temple mentality. Right, it's, I'm saying alcohol road is not a good road to go down, but you can exit for one second and turn around and get right back on the highway. Now, I'm not drinking anymore because in my old days, I don't handle it like I I mean, the hangovers were just brutal so i was like okay that's it i quit but uh steely how about ou gino and the texas band story okay i guess i could tell that one you know uh it's story time with mike steely how you doing here on the ref radio network so all right this was another pregame show we'd finished our portion of the pregame show and you know at the cotton bowl that the bands have their procession to the stadium all right. So obviously the teams get there in the bus and the fans flip off the teams and Chris Sims flipped off the OU fans. I mean, Naturally. that kind of stuff yeah. happens. But so after my portion of the pregame show, I went over to get a corn dog and a beer. As one does. Yes. And I'm coming back and the Texas band's coming through and they're doing the bum, 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 you know, dun, dun, dun. They're, Marching, you know, down through, and some of the OU fans are watching him, and some are flipping him off. But <laughs> I'm watching this tuba player who looks terrified because there's an OU fan 
not sprinting, but kind of jogging alongside him. He's got two beers in his hands, both of them as he's running and jogging alongside the tuba player. The beers are just spilling, and he's riding a guy's face. I can't do this. He takes his soda. You know, just, I mean, and this tuba player is like playing, you know. And has this look, he's turning, looking at this guy, like, with a look of sheer and, you terror. You know, he's probably just like, I only came here because they cut a couple thousand dollars off my tuition to play the tuba. I know. And he's looking at this guy like, oh, my God. And the guy, well, no, I kicked their ass. You can mo can you son of a, you know, and he's running alongside him. And like I said, the the tuba player just had the look of sheer terror. So I'm like, who is this madman running after the Texas band? And so I, I kind of, I didn't sprint, but I was in a good hard jog to get in front of the band so I could see who it was. And it was the legendary O.U. Gino, who was running alongside the Texas tuba player, giving him the business the whole time. Now, he spilled probably 75% of both beverages, but he was definitely in this guy's face. The legendary O.U. Gino, who would always call in, what it is, stale man. So there, and that dude. I wish I could. If we only had cell phones, then like with a camera, because the look of that on the tuba player's face was just classic. Like somebody, please get this guy away from me, so I can continue tubaing. It was so bad. Yeah, Brad in Bartlesville has hit the text line to say disclosure. Bill from Bartlesville does not represent the views of all Bartlesville Sooner fans. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. He was he was not happy, and uh, he wanted me to tell Kelvin, Kevin Wilson that he wasn't happy and to call him a lying liar. So I never did that, though. I never did it. So 405-651-3439. That was one of the great moments in Cotton Bowl history, clearly. Uh, that was That was awesome. Oh boy! Apparently, there's a uh, new new Lincoln Riley tell-all just dropped. Gunner from Grove sent us a screenshot of his notification from CBS Sports, where apparently Muleshoe did another interview about his final days what? in Oklahoma. And what is he? We'll saying? have to dig into that after the break. Okay. Yes. Uh, in the in the commercial break, I will go ahead and peruse the article okay. and give you the spark notes when there we come you go. back. From the files of Mule Shoe, coming up next here on The Ref. Mule Shoe News. Oh, boy, Steely, this is juicy. Okay. Here we go, baby. Are you ready for another bold, blatant Mule Shoe lie? Wow. We haven't had a good one of these in a minute. Okay. And this is one where I don't even have to speculate about whether he's lying because I know for a fact he's lying Hmm. based on a myriad of conversations that I have had, of course, in the... Nearly two years okay. since Mule Shoe turns tail and ran for Los Angeles. Are you ready to hear this? I, oh man, Steely, hmm, okay. I am, I am so eager to hear your reaction to this. All right, bro. take a listen. Here we go. This is from Mule Shoe's interview with one Graham Bensinger. Here we go. 
as far as with the players and players that come with you, it's a difficult decision. I mean, it's like you put yourself in the position of, do I want players to leave the place that I was at? Absolutely not. And one of the things I told the players when I stood up there is I think every one of you should stay here and do it. And, and we actually, behind the scenes, people probably wouldn't believe it now, we helped keep a lot of players there that are still there. You're right. People definitely don't believe it now. Really? Wow. Okay. He said that. He said that in total sincerity. And what, he expects people to believe that? Hmm. Because once again, Seely, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that is untrue. That ain't true. The editor who put it out there is garbage. All right. Uh, So... Also, the title of the YouTube video, Lincoln Riley, Sooner Fans Threaten My Family's Safety. Yes, apparently there were some Sooner fans that like tried to burglarize his house or something. Hmm. Okay. Tyler just cut some audio. Tyler, what a, what a trooper. He's just back from a root canal, and uh, he's already cutting audio. That's a man who plays through the pain right there. Ah. <sighs> This man. Honest thoughts upon hearing that out of Mule Shoe's mouth. Uh, BS, of course. I mean, he's trying to put another narrative out there. I, I don't believe it for one second. I don't believe what the man says. All right, so what is the uh, audit? Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, th- so this is Mule Shoe. This is the, uh, you know, you read the title of the YouTube video. Lincoln Riley, Sooner fans threaten my family's safety. The soundbite in question from which that title is derived uh, is here from Tyler McComas. Okay. Yeah, I had multiple. Um, they had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened. And 95% of the fans and people out there at Oklahoma or anybody else are great. But yeah. you, you typically always have that that percentage that, that at times take it too far. Obviously, this was one of those instances. I heard you got packages and then they got your nine-year-old's number. Um, like, what was the scariest part for you? Yeah, just my family's safety. I didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else, just their safety. And we thought we were going to, because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school, um, just because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, no, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can. Hmm. Uh, there may be some accuracy there. De- yes, I you would know, imagine. Uh, I would imagine there because, is. Because, you know, there's That some is idiot. probably true. And that is sad, you know. That is, that's not a good situation. So I don't is, – is he maybe um, embellishing there to an extent? But I would say there's probably some truth in that statement. Now, again, not burglary. Just wanted to get Travis Smokers back. <laughs> that was a controversy at the time. Oh, yeah. it was a big controversy. Major controversy. Arguably the second biggest storyline the week of the coaching search. Where are Travis Davidson's smokers? It was storyline number one was who's going to be the next head football coach at Oklahoma. Storyline number two was where are Travis Davidson's smokers? Mike in Springfield says, I'd rather have a root canal than hear any more mindless babble from Muleshoe. Well, it's brand new babble, so we thought we would play some of the psycho babble. Now, again, that uh, the second soundbite. Look, you you see people on the text line, and ninety nine percent of them are great. There are a couple crazies out there, and that's frightening. Um, you know, messing with 
with kids if they were doing that. And like I said, that might be embellished, but I think there's probably uh, most of that is truth. Um, Fans but the other, are psychos at times. Yeah, but the, I, the I other do not stuff, question that there were a few psychos trying to break into Muleshoe's house. I believe that. There's a lot of anger, man. They, look, there was a lot of anger, and there still is some anger. So, Sean says, ah, the victim card. But the thing on the roster, you know. Yes, major lie. Okay. So you know Blasphemous. definitively that that's BS. Well, I mean, here you go. From a texter in the 405, and we all remember this, Ethan Downs' parents literally talked about how Grinch was asking Ethan to go to USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if they ever thought a kid from Weatherford, Oklahoma, who wanted all his life to be a Sooner, was going to pick it all up and ship off to Los Angeles <laughs> to join forces once again with the Grinch. I hope Ralphie gets loose and runs that SOB mule shoe over. <laughs> are, they, are they playing in Boulder or are they playing in I think they're LA? playing in Boulder. Let me go ahead and check. I think it's a Boulder matchup, Ooh. but let me see. Oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, I'll never be rooting for Dion so hard in my life. Colin Casey says, I hope the next time mule shoe gets on an elevator, the power goes out, and he gets stuck with a big, smelly, fat guy. In fact, I will ride on Ralphie. I will ride out with on Ralphie's back into that game. That's what I want to do. <laughs> it is in Boulder, and again, it's coming up Saturday, September 30th. Oh, Frisco Sooner says, one thing we are sure of, nobody broke into Mule Shoe's refrigerator for any leftover barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the 502, that would be Kentucky. I am not angry. I am glad he's gone. The talent acquisition and development was going downhill as the years went on. Another listener in the 405 simply says, I would really love to kick that dude in the nuts. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. And again, I think, look, people were starting to question, you know, was his system uh, good enough to win a national championship because they were too finesse. Their offense, uh, they were extremely exciting, no doubt. He had a great run of quarterbacks. He is a really great offensive play caller, smart guy, all of that stuff. My problem, I didn't like the way the exit was handled. I know there's not a perfect way to do that. I'm playing, singing the same song again. I know it, but I just felt like he was given the keys to the kingdom, trusted with those keys, and basically the way he left Oklahoma was not good at all. But I understand that a lot of fans are already questioning, was this regime that they had you know, just going to produce – Exciting offenses, but semifinal losses if you get to the playoff. And uh, that's where Sooner fans were, I think, towards the end of his tenure. Jimmy from BA says, telling players to stay at OU is such BS. He was the one that timed his departure, and he knew at that time he would need to pull his kids from Norman schools. He was always a prick. Yeah, look, I... Am I surprised at those comments? I'm sure there was some backlash. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But uh, come on, man. I had heard a story again. Somebody had told me that he'd got after the team because his kids were hearing some getting some grief from other kids at the bus stop or whenever they arrived at school. I wouldn't imagine they would ride the bus to school, though. I'm like, are you sure that's accurate? Like, yeah, that's one of the issues that uh, some of the players had was that they apparently he – he addressed the team and was mad at them because his kids were getting some grief at school. So I don't know if that's accurate or not, but a Sooner player told me that, a former Sooner player. 
Border Sooner says, can this moron just get to the NFL already? Another listener in the 405 says, not sure I believe the part about the daughter's cell phone. Any Oklahoma fan dumb enough to harass a nine-year-old would probably not know how to work a cell phone. That, that is true. <laughs> Imagine harassing a nine-year-old. If anyone was actually doing that, That's you, pathetic. sir, yeah, are pathetic. the moron in this scenario. All Zane right. says, I would like to see Mule Shoe get stuck in an elevator with Steely on Ralphie's back. <laughs> you think I could ride Ralphie's back? Probably not. Bareback? I, no. There's no, I, no chance. I'm not even sure I can stay on a bicycle right now, much less Ralphie to Buffalo. But it would be nice. Um, Dion, if you can get that win, man, that would be so nice. So very nice. Uh, they, you know, that could be the primetime game. Colorado's got at Oregon after Colorado state, they go to Autzen stadium, they play Oregon, and then they come back home to Folsom field to play SC the next week. So there you go. All right, let's break right here. 405-651-3439. Mule shoe has spoken. And as of- usual, it is fiction. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, the the clip about we we told players to stay at Oklahoma is just I mean Pinocchio's nose is growing all the way out of the state with that line. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Nice choice, by the way. All right, welcome back. If you want to eliminate your reading glasses, your old man glasses, like me, if you're over forty. And you're either far-sighted or near-sighted. You need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo. Known him for years, and their professional staff did a great job uh, correcting my vision. Totally trust them. You can go check them out, see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery from the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Dr. Bellardo and his team, they've been the best. The very best, numero uno in vision correction for over 20 years in the market. Call today, 405 755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can go online to ALCOK.com. And don't forget about the new LASIK.com, too, and all the options you have there where uh, they've got these premium, unbelievable lenses, uh, and they can get that job done for you as well if you want to go that route and never, ever, ever have to worry about reading glasses again. So Dr. B and the folks there, they're the best. 405-755-7700. All right, talk to Tyler. This was like a 40-minute interview on uh, YouTube, and I can't remember the guy's last name. Is it Graham Norton? Bensinger. Graham Benzinger. Where am I getting Graham Norton from? Uh, Anyway. So Parker has, or uh, Tyler has listened to a lot of it, and he says a lot of it's woe is me about, you know. Naturally. So, you know, how some of these relationships you thought would last, you know. It's like, dude, just stay away and shut your yapper. You know why those relationships didn't last? Because you lied to everyone. So, but he said there's a lot of woe is me. A lot of it. Okay, 405-651-3439. We, have, Chevrolet, who, we have a mini manifesto from Tanner and Norman. 
We shouldn't be mad that he left. Actually, we should write him a thank you letter. Thank you for taking your soft brand of football to USC. Thank you for leaving before running the Sooner Machine into the ground. We are lucky to only have one losing season. We are also lucky to have BV back behind the wheel. Most importantly, we are thankful for Schmitty's return. Bye-bye, poor tackling kettlebells and crappy briskets. Hello, relentless, suffocating (laughs) defense. Five-star quarterbacks and five-star defensive players and doing things the right way. Thanks, Tebow, for stepping down and making room for a more qualified staff to take the helm. There you go. Tanner from Norman, five-star plus, very well-written. And you're right. You're right. I think it's just OU fans, their Sooner football re- uh, roots run so deep that they were offended that he would even think of leaving Oklahoma without resigning or getting fired or moving to the NFL. And they also felt like, and look, I, I'll fully admit, raise my hand here, hand up. I said, hey, when Bob leaves, they've got a guy right there that's capable of doing the job. And, um, and you know, but, yeah, it, it was a lot of Texas Tech. Look, like I said, the guy's a brilliant offensive mind, creative that, okay, play that's... caller, all of that. But uh, it didn't look like it was going to be the kind of football to get them over the hump here anyway. Yeah, so. no one has ever denied and no one hopefully will deny that Muleshoe is a genius when it comes to – his mind for offense and his ability to execute as a play caller mm-hmm. and draw up creative schemes in order to maximize the skill position talent that he has on the offensive side of the football. But his undoing has been and forever will be that he seems not to care hardly at all about what his team is trotting out there on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. So, and and again, I think the fact that not only that, he leaves for USC. The Sooners don't have a good history with the USC. You can go all the way back to the the roots of the uh, the Dust Bowl when the Okies left for California and got called the dumb Okies out there. John Steinbeck, Grapes of Wrath. Those those run deep. Those feelings run deep. The mailman in OKC says, as with all pathological liars, you have to listen to the words they use. Muleshoe stated he encouraged players to stay. That is probably true, but he did not say all players. It was likely the players that he knew would not be starters or contributors. Yeah, Bray Walker, you should probably hang back at Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, that I don't believe for one second. One second. Hypocrisy is the new humility for Muleshoe, says Captain Willard. He must consider it a virtue to be so dedicated. Another listener from California says, Muleshoe said one of the reasons to go to SC was the inability to recruit elite talent at OU. That has been proven wrong. Yeah, that was just BS, too. I mean, come on. Come on. Genghis Venables, that's an interesting moniker, says, I still think USC is devoid of a special teams coach. We all know that part of the game doesn't matter and can't affect momentum in the least. Sarcasm. Can we just get Muleshoe to the NFL? I just want to get the dude to the NFL. I don't want to, I mean, this uh, hatred I have for the USC Trojans uh, because of Muleshoe, it's not healthy. And if he could get to the NFL, that would be Then he could just have an NFL team to hate. That's right. I mean, I mean, doesn't have to affect your Saturdays. I just don't want to see that dude win a title in college football. I don't know if I can take it. Would you be okay if he won a Grey Cup? 
He went to the CFL. Sure, you'd win a Grey Cup. I mean, yeah, Warren Moon won a couple of those, right? Why not? Yes, absolutely. That's fine. RB Mojo says hair plugs take their toll on the brain. It's sad to see. Did it look like Mule Shoe had a different hairstyle? Did it look like maybe some implants had happened in that video, or was I imagining things? I, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I was listening more so than watching. From the 909. Mule Shoe, no doubt, has a tremendous offensive mind, but he also lacks on his defensive staff. Grinch stinks every year and keeps his job. <laughs> he must have something on him. Also, strength coach Wiley stinks with his dang kettlebells. Oh, Benny Wiley is associated with those kettlebells, man. It's That's Ted Roof in the three-man front, followed by Benny Wiley and the kettlebells. From the 918. Yeah, he tried like hell to get Caleb Williams to stay at OU. Sure. Mm-hmm. How many uh, players, because you were having a lot of conversations back then, do you know of that he was trying to get to USC that you can think of back at that time? I mean, I'll put it to you this way. It was pretty much an open invite for anybody that was worth a roster spot. And... <laughs> Yeah, but if he ever said, and I'm going to have to sift through the interview, if he mentioned Caleb Williams specifically, if he actually said the words, we tried like hell to get Caleb Williams to stay at OU, that is the biggest crock of crap imaginable. That man is the most hated man in Sooner football history. Is there anybody else? In the running? I mean, you're a lot older than I am. Still, I'm so. talking about a sooner. Yeah, you're talking about opposing player or something. All right. But the sooner fans just felt like, again, it, it's such a weird deal because so many of the techs, they're right. They were happy. They, they love this new brand of football. Sure, they were disappointed and surprised by six and seven a year ago. But at the same time, they felt like you just don't do that to Oklahoma. You don't do it. You don't do OU that way, dude. Here's, they still feel that way. Here's another great oh my gosh. Somebody said eleven and two versus six and seven. I'd take him back. We'll just let that one marinate. Yeah, I mean we'll just let the text line take care of the reaction to that text for us. But we have a listener in the four oh five, which by the way, if you text in on a regular basis and you hear us referring to you as a listener from the four oh five or a listener from the nine one eight or a listener from wherever let us know your name. We'll save it. We'll hang on to it. That way, we know who we're dealing with. And you have some credibility when we read your text. For this listener in the 405, though, says, The Mule Shoe Grinch marriage simply comes down to the fact that Grinch is the only DC that is willing to take a backseat to Mule Shoe's overemphasis on offense and overall soft approach to the game. No DC worth his salt would put up with it. Still hate Schnellenberger more than Mule Shoe. Well, Howard was not really popular either, and he had a he had an arrogance. He was only here too. a year, yeah, though. Like. Right, right. Hey, brought me here, and I don't want to run a reading. Howard was an interesting dude. Very interesting. Do, 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 do. All right, 405-651-3439. We got a do-do-do-do. 
Yeah, my that was uh, dial-up internet. That was the circle on Netflix spinning. I uh, was just having to reload there for a minute. Okay, let's take a quick break right here. I got completely thrown off. I didn't expect to be talking about. I was trying to retire Mule Shoe Talk for a long time. Just when you think you're out, he pulls you right back in. Godfather 3'd me today is what happened. All right, break time right here. Coming back, 405-651-3439. Steel Man and Thune, one more segment to go. We're going to get locked in, top of the hour. Tyler McComas and Parker, all the recruiting news you need, and maybe a little mule shoe mixed in. Stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, one more segment here for us on this Wednesday here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, Riverwind Casino. If you haven't been out, seen the newly renovated gaming area and just the casino itself, it's unbelievable. Better than ever, and it was already the best. The best just got better. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. They've always had incredible promotions, best bars and dining. The hotel attached right there to the casino is awesome. It is immaculate. They've got all your favorite electronic games. Again, nearly 3,000 of them, all your favorite table games, great poker room. They have a Skyloft gaming area now, an Oasis gaming area that is smoke-free. New Member 7 program. You can earn up to $450 in one day by getting your brand-new Riverwind wild card. Won't cost you a thing. And make sure you take part in the 50K Harvest Winnings promotion uh, this month. Get out there. Use your wild card. Get the extra points for the giveaways on Saturdays, Saturday evenings. And uh, win your share of that $50,000 in cash and bonus play. You can win. And we have a big-time rock show coming up Friday. We had a great one last Friday with REO Speedwagon that I heard was unbelievable. And we have Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Chicago coming up this Friday night on the Showplace Theater stage. Soon to be uh, on the Showplace Theater stage as well. Foreigner Carly Pierce. Uh, uh, again, uh, Flatland Cavalry, Boys to Men, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis all have shows coming up at the Showplace Theater and many more to come. It's great to have the Showplace Theater back. Another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. Real quick, I got a text that I wanted to address. Steely, can you answer a question? Is it true that Marcus Dupree was committed to Texas at one point. I don't know if that's to settle a bet or what, but I will tell you that um, that is accurate. Yes, he did commit to Texas down the stretch. I think it was about a week before signing day, and the Sooners came in with Lucia Selman and uh, didn't come in. I mean, Lucia Selman camped out there. Tom, Tommy Rayo, I think, was the assistant for Texas. They both lived in a hotel in Philadelphia, Mississippi, but he did commit to Texas, and it came down his last three choices. It was Oklahoma, Texas, and Southern Miss. And he uh, Imagine a recruiting battle between those three schools one of these days. Yeah, I in know. In 2024. Well, let's see. It looks like the finalists for Eli Bowen's commitment are Oklahoma, Texas, and Southern Miss. <laughs> That's right. But uh, Marcus Dupree, man, I'm glad he's back in the Sooner family. He was a young kid that was misguided by the Kenneth Fairley dude who was uh, giving him bad advice. Barry Switzer, if he had to do it all over again, probably wouldn't ride him as hard as he did. But Barry Switzer didn't want to make him look like he was above everybody else. When they knew pretty much right off the bat, I was at that first scrimmage when I saw him shred the Oklahoma defense. It was really good. 
and run over Dwight Drain, a really good defensive back who, who would play in the NFL, as a true freshman and just run over him like a bowling ball going through the pens in that scrimmage. And I remember Switzer, you know, kind of trying to downplay what they just seen. They knew what they had. The guy was unbelievable. He was unbelievable, no doubt. Uh, but I'm glad he's back in the Sooner fold because, again, I think he was misguided. Um, you know, by the by, the dude who was managing him basically, and I always I remember seeing that dude around, thinking, "Who is this guy?" But um, Marcus loves the Sooners now. He still, I believe, he still holds the uh, Fiesta Bowl record. I would imagine. I mean, his he had like 245 yards, and he went out of the game like 10 times. I think he played maybe the equivalent of half a football game, and he had 245 yards. I I would almost guarantee that's still the Fiesta Bowl record. He was unbelievable. I still believe that he was the greatest athlete potentially uh, that set foot on the uh, on campus at OU. Uh, that includes AD. That includes Leroy Selman. All of them. Like I said, he was six three, about two hundred thirty five pounds. Ran a four four. Like I said, it was basically like having Lawrence Taylor as a running back. You know. Uh, and his high school film, I can remember, it literally looked like an NFL player playing against Pee Wee football players. It was incredible. So, yes, but he did commit to Texas uh, before signing with Oklahoma. All right, so hopefully that answers the question. When I get talking about Marcus Dupree, I get overly excited because that dude was amazing. It was like a comet that came through Norman and then was gone. On the text line, Chuck and Edith says, never a bad day to hear some mule shoe hate. Another listener in the 405 says, if mule shoe was a candy, he'd be candy corn. (laughs) That's a really good text. (laughs) Brad from Shawnee says, the person who sent the text that he would take mule shoe back for an 11-2 record is in the running for moron of the year. A listener in the 817 says, there is no one that does a better job of hating on mule shoe than steel man. Keep bringing the heat, steel man. We love you for it. You say exactly what we're thinking. You know, it's pretty shallow, I admit, but I'm just giving you my raw feelings. I still, the the whole thing still makes me angry. And it's probably my problem, but it just does. Sooner Shane in Springfield says, I saw Marcus play in person and he was like a man playing with boys. Ken Farley was the problem. Slim Brady wants a recounting of the Hibble story after the Big 12 championship. I don't think we have enough time for that one. Yeah, I don't have time for that one, but that one was interesting. I just remember somebody saying, uh, we got to get a story straight. I'll just give you that part of it. How's that? <laughs> Shark says, what do Mule Shoes Brisket and Grinch's defense have in common? Always getting burned. <laughs> not bad, Shark, not bad. For the 405, who was the older guy Mule Shoe brought in from East Carolina that the players would talk to if workouts were tough? That would have been Ruffin McNeil. Yes. Who was defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. very briefly after the firing of Mike Stoops. That's right. My favorite Ruffin McNeil moment is on the Fox broadcast of the 2018 Big 12 Championship game, you get Trey Brown just absolutely bury Sam Ellinger Mm -hmm. in the end zone for the safety that ultimately decided that game. And they – go to a cutaway shot of Ruffin McNeil up in the booth, and he's just sitting there, stone-faced, looking down at his notes like nothing happened. <laughs> everybody liked Ruffin McNeil, though, right? I mean, it seemed like everybody liked Ruffin McNeil quite a bit. Likeable dude. Trey Brown, you mean Mr. Arlington. Trey Brown. Mr. Arlington? He was. Is that the moniker was, these he? days? Yeah, he was he always of... seemed to save the best for that football game. Yeah, he did. 
Drew from Flower Mount says, wasn't it ESPN? It might have been ESPN. Yeah, I guess it was ESPN now that I think about it. Uh, from a listener up in green country, it's interesting that Mule Shoe takes the time to do those interviews during the season. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't during the season. Maybe it was something that had been in the works for a few they weeks. You've got to do a bunch today. of post-production with that Maybe. type of stuff. It, it, it wouldn't be terribly shocking if that interview was conducted several weeks or even months ago. Uh, from the 918, there's a good text to end on. Instead of candy corn, I'd say mule shoe would be cotton candy. Super soft. There you go. That's a good one to end on. I like it. You're right. Okay, we got to get out of here, make way for Tyler McComas to jump in here for Locked In. Appreciate all the texts again today. Thank you very much. Was not expecting the turn the show took with the uh, mule shoe. You know. That interview was released while we were on the air. We encouraged players to stay at Oklahoma is the latest. (laughs) Police. Okay. Want to thank the one and only Riverwind Casino. Thank you guys very much. We'll be out uh, at Riverwind. I know a lot of you will for Chicago at the Showplace Theater on Friday. Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you.